I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hay Love Plants Limited, Pershaw, Worcestershire. There is no better group of plants of flower power forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views, uh, a bit of seasonal advice and hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries. We've had a week of wonderful weather in the southeast, warm, sunny, blue sky days, although never very dry in uh, Essex and I'm back on the hose again. The warmth is welcome to swell and ripen a second flush of uh, my melons are mere uh, and also bring the fruit forward on a new bush tomato that uh, I planted rather late and I just want to get a few fruits ripe so that I can taste them and pass comment from personal experience. I was interested to read that uh, the latest research indicates an apple a day means that you're 25% less likely to suffer with diabetes. Actually, uh, at this time of the year, I'm watching the different kinds of apples. You know apples are like wine. They have a really good vintage. But it's not an annual vintage, it's almost a weekly vintage. And just at present, a variety called Honey Crisp, pretty well named, and a favourite of my colleague Steve Bradley, is just coming into season and is a, a really lovely thing to eat. So you need to just watch the varieties and switch as each one comes into season. I'm fortunate I've got a farm shop just up the road and they offer more than 40 different kinds. I must have about... Uh, Ten different kinds in my own garden too. And currently Ellison's orange is uh, just coming into season. And if I pick an apple and put that on a table in bright sunlight, it will turn the most rich crimson you could imagine. You can't leave it there too long because, uh, especially in the heat that we've had this week, it will ripen and go soft. But if you want really good colour on apples, just put them in the sunshine for a short time. What's on the diary? Well, last week I took a trip to the Isle of Wight to visit Robert and Christine Grant. They spotted and secured a branch of Verbena Seabrook's lavender that suddenly sported pink flowers. The two colours are pretty complementary. The pink looks to have good garden potential. It's an example how new plants can be found. Christine has pots full of summer flowering bedding, many of which are self-seeding into the gravel below. 
Graham Spencer, acting as plant agent for the grants, uh, showed me the way that bees poke their proboscis into the base of salvia flowers to collect uh, nectar and pollen. And it was interesting that once they do pierce that hole right in the bottom of the tube of the flower and suck out the nectar, the flower thinks it's been pollinated and just drops. Graham noticed the difference because he went into a, a plant breeder's house that was crossing salvias, and this greenhouse was uh, insect protected, and all of the salvia flowers were in place, and so much more colourful, he tells me. I must see if I can uh, imitate that and see what the difference is. What's the advice for the week? Well, now is a good time to take stock. Root out unwanted plants and uh, make plans to introduce better replacements. I have several autumn fruiting raspberries. I don't know how many I planted, probably uh, six or eight, not very many. It makes uh, an eight or nine foot row and provided uh, pretty well all the raspberries I want when they were in season. But the uh, golden fruited ones may look uh, an interesting colour to some people, but they don't yield anywhere near as the latest varieties like red autumn treasure. And so uh, as soon as those golden raspberries have finished fruiting, they're going to be ripped out. Uh, and I will plant a few more autumn treasure. Not in the same soil, I hasten to add. You need to uh, see that if you're planting soft fruits like strawberries and raspberries, that they go into fresh soil. You ask? Well, <laughs> you know, the questions never stop. And I was asked this week for a healthy, fragrant rose. And I have to uh, recommend a variety called Charisma in the Florist series. Now, Charisma is a magentary pink. It's not easy to describe, but it has um, good long stems, very fragrant, shapely flowers, and best of all, repeat flowers. As soon as you've cut one flower to take indoors, in no time at all, there are one or two more breaks from below the cut and more flowers on their way. But even better, if you get a full-out flower and just pull the petals off and drop it into a bowl, it will fill a room with fragrance for two or three weeks. Uh, it was reassuring to hear from a lady that I gave a flower to three weeks ago and bumped into her again this week, and she said... The petals on that rose, they have hung onto their fragrance and when my mother goes past, she just stirs them up and out the scent comes again. There was another question too about uh, Alstroemeria. We have quite a big batch of those at uh, Hyde Hall and, and a lady from Raynham was uh, worried that she'd planted uh, several different lots and they'd all failed. Well, the chances are that she planted a, a pot-grown Alstroemeria that was uh, more suited to houseplant use and not completely hardy. Look for a variety called Indian Summer. It's outstanding. Dark foliage and attractive yellow and dark red flowers that contrast well with that dark foliage. And boy, does it keep flowering. I counted 30 stems on one container 
of Indian summer last July and the flowers just keep coming. Now my guest for interview this week is Julie Dowbigan, who's a garden manager at Capel Manor College near Enfield. Now I think Julie and I met for the first time at the Chelsea Flower Show. We had for a number of years exhibits which were a street of front gardens called Sunflower Street and different companies and organisations would take one of these front gardens and design it and, and plant it up. It was extremely popular. For several years we built a walkway between two lots of four house fronts so people could go up steps along this walkway and look down on the eight front gardens. Uh, I was keen to put something like this in because those of us living in traditional houses are going to uh, bed upstairs. When you get up in the morning and draw the curtains, well, then you look down on the front garden. And so it seemed sensible uh, to do the same. Now, Julie built a beautiful cottage garden uh, and also uh, a Victorian garden. And uh, after Chelsea, uh, they were rebuilt at Cable Manor College. I particularly liked the Victorian garden. If you could imagine it, it had red and purple quarry tiles leading up to the front door with just one window to the front of the door. And there was a, an archway over the door with climbing roses over it. You know, so we provided the equivalent of a house front and the garden designers got cracking, designed a garden and planted it up. To be uh, historically correct in the case of the uh, Victorian garden. Julie, how long have you been at Capel and how did you sort of get started in this business? I was previously a scientist and a virologist working for the Institute of Ophthalmology. But everybody sort of said to me, like, you love drawing, you love planting, you love gardening. Why don't you do a course? So I started off doing the garden design course, sitting guilds, garden design, but then went on to sitting guilds, hard landscaping. So I was a student for about three years. And then I won um, a design competition, which was at the time sponsored by Marshalls and Stone Market. And the idea was that there were seven new gardens to be built in the grounds at Capel Manor. And I designed a cottage garden, which they chose. So it's my first build, my first planting plan. I then volunteered, looked after these seven new gardens. And then from there, I was offered a part-time job. Two, two days a week, purely looking after the seven gardens. And then I progressed to the other gardens around the college. And then eventually I went for one of the roles to be senior gardener, looking after the National Garden Centre. So I went from looking after seven gardens to 25. So I've been there, sort of, it's must be about 16, 17 years now. And for our listeners to sort of set the scene a bit, that really is like looking after... 17 quite sizable front gardens isn't it we've got the small the small four front gardens are literally sort of five by five the visitors can relate to these because they are manageable sized gardens and they look like normal front gardens so you've got one's victorian one's cottage one's mediterranean and one was a modern 
a rustic garden, which sort of resembles sort of Tuscan planting. And then we've got the Queen Mother's Garden, which is lawn and flower beds and made up of, planted up with all the flowers that the Queen Mother liked. They represent flowers that she has in Castle May or at Sandringham. We have a Diana Rose Garden, which is completely new roses. That was actually launched five years ago. Diana's brother came, if I remember correctly, the, the, the Queen actually came. I mean, do you, do you meet these people? Yes, Princess Diana's brother, Lord Orthorpe, came with his wife and Lady Fellows, Diana's sister. They came and opened the Diana Rose Garden. The roses that you see in there, they're all fragrant, lots of different colours from pale pinks to whites to reds, but they're always, they're linked some way back to the royal family as well. So you've got the royal Williams, which are a beautiful dark crimson sort of velvet with a really nice fragrance. You've got new dawn and new awakening over the arch as you go in. We've got high grove, which is a lovely climber um, as well. It's quite a responsibility because you've got visitors year-round coming through, haven't you? So you can't let one of those demonstration gardens go off a bit. I mean, the whole lot's got to be looking tidy all the time. We do try to get to everyone sort of every couple of weeks. Um, but we're lucky in that we have the students who are on our horticultural um, courses or the garden design courses they do a lot of their practical work in the gardens as well. So the gardens do serve the curriculum of the students. How many students go through the college each year? In total, it's about 3,000 because we have six campuses. Now, where do some of these students go? It must be quite fun following them through. It is. I sort of have more contact with my apprentices, actually. So I sort of know where they, they will go. We've had some that have gone on to set up their own business. Others have gone and worked for Tottenham Football Ground. One of them became the actual garden manager for the Tottenham Football Manager. We've had one that went to the Historic Palaces. So she now works at Kensington Palace. So they do go on to some really, really good, good places. And you've had a fair bit of success, Julie. I mean, if I think of uh, the times that we've met or worked fairly close together, it would have been at Chelsea Flasher over the years. Yes, yes. I think my first Chelsea, we did the Grown Together in Faith Garden and that was working with Chris Bard, who at the time was our um, college chaplain. And the idea of that was to show that it didn't matter what your religious background was, horticulture was the one topic that would bring everybody together. And the one flower that links a lot of the religions is the rose. So we use that to form the garden. So we looked at Hinduism, uh, Christianity, Judaism um, and Islam, and there is roses that will fit into all of those those categories. So that was our first, first attempt. And we got silver gilt, which is good for a first attempt is um is brilliant and then we took the cottage garden that i did at capel we took to chelsea with you peter um where we did had four different front gardens didn't we there we criticized for overplanting. i overplanted in that one despite me saying that a cottage garden likes to be overplanted, but i did get marked down most then. of those judges haven't built a garden in the no. pavilion that Chelsea. That's what gets up my back. But come on, if, you, if you're if you're going to criticise what I do, then come on, you do one alongside uh, and show me no, how it can that, be done. That's what? probably. I know that one judge I had had only ever won a bronze 
So I did find that a little bit um, challenging, <laughs> challenging to say, to say the least. But um, it's great though. We did the, we won gold actually in our um, golden year at college as well in 2018. So we looked at, we called it 50 Shades of Gold. We looked at why you get yellow flowers, why you get the variegation on leaves. And so we looked at that in bulbs, grasses, shrubs, um, herbaceous perennials. So uh, we were um, ecstatic when we got a goal, so I have to admit, it, it is a great, a great feeling. It is indeed. <laughs> I can endorse that. Um, but you have one of my plants in the golden garden. Have, have you still got that, Julie? Where, where has my ace gone? After Chelsea, we do like to, if we can, plant the garden somewhere else in the grounds of the college or at least use the plants so that we don't waste anything. So we, we use a lot of those plants in the Shades of Gold garden. That is where your acer is, um, Peter. Hopefully they are looking after it because I'm not there at the moment. <laughs> but um, let me know when you're going in so I can get them to pre-check. <laughs> well, I mean, it had been to Chelsea at least five times before you got it, you know, so it was almost like a member of the family having to water it day in, day out through the summer for all those years. So I, I must go and reacquaint myself with the, the Acer. Yeah. Well, it was your Acer that I think got us the gold because the original tree, I think it was, a, um, if I remember, I think it was a Gladista um, sunburst. And I remember you looking at it and you did sort of pass the, because I asked for your advice and you said that's not a good tree, <laughs> but you luckily you could lend us one. So I think we won the gold because of you, Peter. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Julie, I think the uh, college offers... Uh, advice doesn't it yes we have advice evenings our next well our next open day is actually saturday the 10th of october um at the moment we don't know if that will be a virtual or if it's face to face but we are asking people to you know to register interests and then as soon um as marketing know they will e email people to say whether it is virtual 
or whether we'll actually be open for prospective students to come on to campus. The one in the summer was virtual and was very well received. Now, to some of our listeners, very keen and enthusiastic gardeners, your tips for the month, Julie. We do something called a weed sweep. So we will walk through and um, all the team, all the team do it. And we will literally walk through the gardens and we will weed at least the first sort of metre in. So at least when you first walk down and make sure the beds are edged up and the grass is cut and edged. So first impressions, it looks clean and crisp. Okay, they might look a little bit untidy as you go further back into the garden. But if we're if we're under pressure and we want to, like a quick fix, we will always sweep and blow all the paths um, and definitely do this weed sweep every week just to to clear the obvious weeds. You're letting people into uh, secrets that perhaps would be better they didn't consider when they come to my house because, <laughs> yes, if you cut the grass and do the edges, the whole lot looks so much better. Yes, it does. We have like a Friday routine where it, everything is swept and blown and the grass is, you know, the all the lawns are mowed and edge and then all the water features are topped up and everything's watered, so we're set. I have to paint a bit of a picture of one of the gardens which has as its fencing car exhaust pipes and, and all kinds of other old debris. <laughs> now, what's the background behind all of that, Judy? That's the Jungle Gym, which was designed by Kim Wilde. Yes, so the boundary of that garden is different various exhaust pipes, all painted silver. So it's a very unusual boundary. But then we do have a low hedging of Euonymus, Emerald Gate here along the bottom, We've got a really nice eucalyptus in that garden as well and Futinia and lots of grasses by, by the entrance. So um, it's a nice garden, especially the younger visitors we have to the college are quite drawn to that garden because it is a little bit, little bit different and it's got some child-friendly features in there. And we try to put really nice brightly coloured tulips in there and daffodils for, for the um, spring. Now, anybody listening who's not been to Cable Manor College as a visitor, uh, how long do you think that they should allow? You have quite a lot for people to see, don't you? It is. It's, 30, it's 32 acres. So if you really, um, really want to get you know, through, we've got the fairy garden that's got various fairy statues throughout, and which is a really pretty sort of woodland walk. I'd forgotten about the fairy garden. Now, that's really enchanting. I seem to remember going there. You have a mayor's day when all the London mayors were there and we walked through the fairy garden. And um, is it related to a book? What we did, we asked, we had permission to use the flower fairy pictures from the Cicely Baker ones. So we will have like the rose fairy, the dog rose fairy, um, lily of the valley uh, fairy. So, and then they where the signs are in the fairy garden, and we try to plant those flowers underneath it. But we've also got statues of fairies and they've done like a little hobbit house in there as well. So it is definitely geared for the younger the younger visitor. I just remember the kids being absolutely uh, enchanted by it. You know, there were youngsters running about. And they came dressed as fairies, didn't they, yes. when we opened it? Yes, yes, you're right, we did. We had lots of children dressed up as little um, little fairies. We, we use it for Halloween now, so when we have our Halloween event, it, get, we, it gets decorated for Halloween. So the same thing, because the younger visitors tend to dress up 
And so um, we set like a Halloween trail through there. It's a really fun place to visit for the whole family. It is, because we've also got the animal collection now, which um, has gradually got sort of larger over the years. We've got the wallabies, we've got some sheep, we've got some alpacas, we've got the meerkats, we've got a baby alligator. A baby alligator? Um, We've got... What? Yes, yes, a dwarf one. He is dwarf. And then we've got various insects. Because of the animal care courses we run, which the students study and then can go on to the Royal Veterinary College, so it's a fantastic experience for the students because they learn. It's very hands-on course. They learn how to look after them. And it also doubles up as um, a visitor experience as yeah, well. Yeah, because I've just remembered, you, you have shire horses too, don't you? Yeah, we've just got one Clydesdale that's left up at Forty Hall Farm, um, which is linked to the college. So the season tickets that we do so will allow you to go round, all around the gardens at the college and up to Forty Hall Farm at all, which is actually organic. Um, but they have a nice collection of sort of obviously farmyard animals and the farm shop up there. So you could actually spend a couple of hours at the farm and then do two or three hours at least walking around the gardens, bring a picnic. Julie, thanks very much, not just for this uh, interview, but for all that you're doing for gardeners and garden visitors at Cable Manor. Absolute pleasure to uh, exchange a few thoughts with you. Thank you, Peter. Oh, and for the tailpiece, how about the Chinese proverb? All gardeners know better than other gardeners. You can hear the proof of this if you eavesdrop on conversations between groups visiting gardens. And I've got uh, in my address book that um, I've carried since, I think, 1976, the visiting card from an American bush salesman. That's someone who sells plants in uh, our terminology. And on the back of his visiting card, it says, people who think they know everything are very disconcerting to those of us who do, Clint. (laughs) Yeah, I remember Clint. He was a great salesman. Look forward to speaking to you again next week. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Hayloft Plants Limited, Pershaw, Worcestershire, and to my producer, Rich Jarman. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.